Hello there. You're about ready to listen to a very special sneak peek of our Patreon-exclusive show, Spider-Versity. This is the show where Sal from Comic Pop and myself explore every aspect of Spider-Man media, including every Spider-Man movie, even the spinoffs like Venom and Morbius, and now Spider-Man the Animated Series. So if you enjoy this episode and would like to check out the rest, you can do that over at patreon.com slash onlystupidanswers. Enjoy the show. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Spider-Versity. This is the show where we talk about Spider-Man. This is where Sal from Comic Pop and me, your host, DJ Wooldridge, talk about Spider-Man. Uh, today, we're talking about Spider-Man, the animated series, season five, episodes two and three. And, of course, to kick off, to officially kick off our season five coverage. We, we started last week, but this, this week, we have a very special guest. Hassan, say hi to the kids at home. And if they're not familiar with your work, who are you and where can they find you? Hey guys, I'm I'm Hassan Kader. I'm over with Sal at Absolutely Marvel in DC. Us and Comic Story, and we we talk about just about everything that we you talk about here at Only Stupid Answers. And then uh, personally, I uh, I did those weird Mickey Mouse puppet videos reacting to stuff. That's awesome. Don't watch that. That's great, but don't watch it. I also have a commentary channel called Bad Days Pod where I just discuss things that nobody wants to for hours on end, and uh, it's gonna it's my livelihood. But yeah, lovely to be here. So when you're talking about stuff people don't want to discuss, give us an example. What? It okay, uh, this week, yeah. I um, so there's a, a college that's like di right down the road from where I live, and yeah. they recently invested in a state of the art podcasting room. Okay. Well, uh, because of that, this is a uh, it's a very rich Christian private school. Great. Over thirty podcasts from just very privileged, boring people popped up. Mm -hmm. So I took it upon myself to listen to those podcasts, review them, and break onto the campus to show you that podcast room uh, in person, to see it from, from somebody else's eyes. And uh, yeah, it's it's the biggest project I've ever done. And for and for what purpose? I don't know. We, we listened to 10 hours of podcasts. I think we covered maybe three episodes. And at that point, we're like, we're, we're nearing 45 to 50 minutes of show. We might need to just cut all of this. Yeah. So it's <laughs> yeah. got a lot of information in the back, back burner here. It's weird. It's weird that colleges have podcast room i think there was like an uh, albert elementary episode recently that was like we're gonna do a class on podcasting i was like that seems it's, like a waste of time it's what a waste so of money popular. like you could it just watch a youtube is. video <laughs> and and i discovered so like a lot of those podcasts are sincere like true to form like i want to be famous so i'm doing a podcast whatever yeah. a yeah. lot of them are for a class I, yeah. And I didn't realize that until because they don't say it until episode two of every one of these shows. <laughs> so I don't even know whether it's like a for a show or for a class podcast, whatever. Um, and then you you listen to the podcast episode and they talk. They're college people. So they talk about like partying and drinking. But the school they go to has one of the, the strictest morality clauses just in the nation uh, mm -hmm. to the point where like you get in a lot of trouble for getting a DUI. Obviously, you yeah. have to you have to pay a huge fine. Right. But if you at a college with dorms are found out to be having sex, yeah. you are fi that fine is doubled. And if you're found out to be having gay sex, that fine is also doubled. Wow. Quadrupled the fine. Wow. Of, <laughs> of the DUI. Wow. Like, that's bold. That's a bold. That's <laughs> bold that that's like the rule. Like the, when it's not even like uh, secretly. No, it's like that's what no, we're telling people. It's like, it's like hey, well, Gabe, listen. No, no, no. Not yeah. here. Not today. I, I can yeah. tell you having grown up in a conservative religious community, uh, full hypocrites. I, I, it wasn't until like <laughs> I went to college that I was like, oh, wait, all of you. I did the thing. 
you all told me the thing to do and then I did the thing because I thought that's what we were all doing and it wasn't until I got to college <laughs> I was like, oh, you were all lying to me. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> like, yeah. why, why did I do the thing? And the crazy um, thing is they're not that aware and I'm finding this out through this podcast because I think it's like their stream of consciousness. So they'll spend like the first 30 minutes of podcast talking about uh, partying, manipulating yeah. men, one Love woman it. beating a man severely apparently. So that no. was crazy. Just goes on this tangent and then at the 30 minute mark, it's like, but the real thing I wanted to talk about today Jesus. is Jesus. It, it's literally like, it's yeah. like, I think the reason this is a real quote for all the depression on college campuses is because we're not living fully for the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and then no. they talk about all depression rooting back to not fulfilling Jesus's infinite purpose. It's incredible. Sure. And listen, and I don't want to make it clear for me, at least I am not, I, I personally, I know like uh, uh, Hellbent's coming out and obviously that's, um, it's a very irreverent comic. I am True. not against uh, belief systems i no. but i am against that that intellectual dissonance of like because that's the thing when i was growing up there uh, the teacher was like you should really you should uh go home and read the bible and apparently i was the only one that did it like i was the only one that like, <laughs> like what is this cause, book well because then you come horrible. back and you're like wait this is not you guys are saying one thing and this is saying oh yeah don't worry about thing. that don't, don't worry about that <laughs> yeah so i don't know what's the what's going on here and, and it is yeah the the yeah, it's wild. It's wild. It sounds like a fun video. Everybody stay tuned for that. Wait, where, once it comes out, where can they find that I, again? It's going to be at youtube.com slash baddayspod. It'll Great. probably come out on Saturday. If we're lucky, I'm working around the clock. And uh, for those of you who followed DJ for years, uh, SourceFed, another SourceFed spinoff, Sugar Pine 7, We to film the segments where we break onto the campus, we definitely filmed it as an homage to Sugar Pine 7. So it's yeah. a very like Steven Subtick voiceover, whatever kind of kind of little thing. So you get a little SourceFed love there too. There you go. There you go. There will be links in the description. So stay tuned for that. Um, and now, listen, we all love a good tangent on Spider-Verse that you all know. And so here's another one. As of this recording, this, the Spider-Verse, the new Spider-Verse trailer came out. That's true. And I do feel kind of obligated to Do talk about to? it on our Spider-Man show. I think so let's right. start with you. Did you see the new did you see the new Spider-Verse trailer? I did see the new Spider-Verse trailer and yeah, uh, uh -huh. it, I mean it looks good. It, yeah. You know, it doesn't look like the quality diminished in any way in terms of animation. Yeah. Um, I feel like I could guess by the numbers exactly how this movie's going to roll. Yeah. Like in every way, like I've got the I've got the twist yeah. I've got the, oh the, no the, the hero has to choose between a family member and saving more lives oh right? and also it doesn't help it's a part one mm, yeah. I wonder well, where we're gonna part. break like, the gonna by the, in the movie you might make the, the wrong choice point. at the end of this one I don't know yeah, what's making me I, feel like that's gonna happen yeah I don't know I don't know yeah we're definitely gonna end our part one with like oh no you did the right thing everything worked out <laughs> to and be then continued. The third one just like, yeah, and then the third movie just slams headfirst into the next movie. Like, just, yeah, there's yeah, another yeah, yeah. one. I don't know. Yeah, um, I think which... I, I think I'm with you, Sal. In that, listen, it looked beautiful. I'm very yeah. obviously voice cast is incredibly game. Loved the first one, and I just it, for I'll just say this for me. I don't need to project on anybody else. For me, I am mentally preparing that this one is probably not going to rock my socks off like the first yeah. one did. And and it's kind of unreasonable for me to ex expect otherwise, honestly. Exactly. Yeah. So wow, I uh, love the tempered expectations. Hey, listen, you, you, gotta, you will not be disappointed in the slightest based on how you've just project you, yourself. Yeah, you through. go in with low expectations because, like, listen, you like. It, 
Spider Verse, the first one won a goddamn Oscar. It was a it was a superhero cartoon that won an Oscar. That's yeah. kind of what that's what we're talking about here, right? <laughs> um, and in like Sal said, it's it's just one of those like you see like there's that it's like oh this is we're, this is what we're doing um, all right and and I don't know about you all that opening bit we see a little bit with Miles just doing his day to day Spider Man stuff where his parents are get a school meeting and he's having to fight the spot yeah and then they introduce the multiverse stuff I was like mm, time out I'm actually way into this just Miles doing his thing <laughs> bit I think this is I think I mean, he got something here that's, that's like a that's like a pattern in these Sony Spider Man movies lately right where yeah. it's like oh I really liked that idea there it goes yeah um, <laughs> yeah and now, it, listen it'll probably be great it's just you know. The first spider verse was like lightning in a bottle, but yeah. but Hassan, what about you? How, how did you feel about the trailer? Oh my god, it looks it looks incredible. I'm I'm having to stop myself. I think this is it for me. I'm not going to look at any more marketing material for this movie. I'm out because yeah. I just I want experience on screen. I uh, I remember when Into the Verse Into the Spider Verse came out. We were in like a Spider Man renaissance as far as releases were concerned. Yeah. We had uh, Spider Man Homecoming immediately followed by Infinity War and the Spider Man PS4 game. And into the Spider Verse, and then Spider, and then Avengers Endgame with Spider Man, and and then we had Spider Man Far From Home, and it was pre-pandemic, so it was just this little pocket where it's like Spider Man's the guy again, which he's always been the guy. <laughs> um, so we're kind of almost in that pocket again. We're potentially getting another live-action Spider Man next year. We're getting uh, an animated Spider Man this year. Spider Man PS Five is coming out soon, so we're like back in the renaissance of Spider Man, and I couldn't be happier. Uh, this year, I watched. Um, a spectacular Spider-Man for the very first time, oh. which is crazy that I didn't see this yet because I am a Greg Wiseman uh, stan. Fanatic, he, yes. like, Young Justice is my favorite show of all time. I'll argue to, to the ends of the earth about how great that show is, and Spectacular Spider-Man did not disappoint and how incredible it was. So I'm just like, I'm hyped up for Spider-Man again. Yeah. Um, I love the little uh, the little um, Dr. Verse and that nerd from Earth-199 line. Yes. That yeah, was yeah, great. Yeah. It, yeah. It, confirms it and everyone's like oh the the earth distinctions are different i was like man who cares they yeah. uh, we know who they're talking about there's exactly spandex everywhere don't worry about it <laughs> that 100 says to me by the way the fact that they that the, that the sony verse designated the mcu as the comic book numerical designation and the mcu designates it as the comic book designation like yeah. their 616 for, for whatever reason and coincidentally quentin beck just guessed that the right number uh, mm -hmm. but I am gonna, I'd, I'd put some money down on this. Uh, there was no coordination with Feige and Marvel to make no. that Dr. Strange reference. They just no. put it in as they a kind of like, just like thunk. So do you think we're not going to see those? We're not going to see Tom Holland's maybe voice. You can. I don't think they need to clear that with Feige to put Tom. Oh, they Holland can do in that. There. Yo, no, yeah. I don't. Yeah. Th I think we're going to get all three Spider Men in this movie. Yeah. Yes. I just I don't that. think that. I just don't think there's any coordination anymore with there's, Marvel and DC, Marvel and, uh, and and Sony when it comes to like. It's practically Marvel and Marvel. Iman Vellani on every red carpet arguing about Kevin Feige not knowing the distinction is hilarious. But I would also like to point out, I think I think somebody pointed this out, that in the original Spider-Verse, Peter B. Parker is supposed yeah. to come from 616. So technically, yeah. they're all wrong. <laughs> they're yeah, all yeah. Everybody's in, yeah. wrong. They're everybody's wrong. wrong. And I actually kind of feel like that would be true if we did know about multiverse. Is we'd They would always be incorrect about which universe is which. It reminds me of, uh, I think, the best... 
time travel movie of all time is a movie called Primer. Don't know if you've all seen oh, it. Oh, yeah, Primer. But I what I love about Primer is that it really it, it spends a lot of effort to make time travel as grounded as possible. And it is still a major plot point that the second you do it, everything basically goes off the rails. Like it yes. becomes impossible to keep track of anything. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be the thing with multiverses. It's like, it's what it doesn't, which number, you whatever, who gives a shit? <laughs> We're going to throw back yeah. to a show that I don't think is very good now. But back in the day, we all love Flash. In season two of The Flash, they introduced the multiverse and they have another version of Harrison Wells, who on Earth One was Ear Barton. Uh, and Barry's like, Well, this is Earth One. Where are you from? He goes, um, From my perspective, this is Earth Two. I'm from Earth One. Mm-hmm. And, and they say it. And then they obviously throw it out the window and yes. everybody has their numbers and the Council yeah. of Wells and the show's terrible. But for a shining moment they did acknowledge that so yeah let's just say take it from that perspective it's also like i've been i've been going back and watching um star trek the next generation and uh uh, best of both worlds first time the well it's the first time there's a real big board confrontation and they're like they're heading to sector zero zero one which is where earth is it's like well who decided that do the vulcans acknowledge that earth is in sector zero zero one like who i think i think that that sounds like a very human distinction i believe that 100 that's one of the my that's one of the few things i'm like "Uh uh-huh where earth was like no no no. Uh, so so we're number one right we're gonna we're gonna make ours the center of the galaxy and the vulcans like it would mean so much to them if they just were number one so let's just let them have it like that is so in vulcans uh you know wheelhouse they're like just let the earth yeah they'd be like who cares who gets the first number all right sure (laughs) you guys can have it yeah right exactly like i don't i don't see why we need to make numerical designations whatsoever but it really seems to matter to you guys so sure so sure there we go okay all right now all that said Let's talk about Spider-Man. Let's talk about Spider-Man, the animated C- series, season five, episode two, The Six Forgotten Warriors, chapter one, original air date, September 19th, 1997. Aunt May finally tells Peter that his parents were Russian spies. To prove their innocence, Peter heads to Moscow to find answers. Meanwhile, former World War II scientists are, are, are beginning to disappear. I feel like that was more cohesively explained in the synopsis than it was in the episode <laughs> itself. Um, yeah. But oh man, I can't wait to get. Yeah, we're very quickly. We'll get to one of my favorite bits about all these episodes. And I don't know about you, Sal, because we've mentioned a couple times, and I didn't. I had forgotten the series covered it. I was like, oh no, we're doing the fucking spy story. God damn it. Yeah, God which I know it. you love because I know that's one aspect of Peter Parker's character that you are just a huge fan of. The idea that his parents were uh, secret agents. Secret agents. Is this? Listen, I know there's going to be clone haters out there. They're going to be like, no, Clone Saga, worst story. Is this the worst Spider-Man story? The, the uh, parent, spy parents story? <laughs> any, any story that is about his parents is a terrible story. Whether they're life yeah. model decoys or artificial life forms or, or, or evil you know, spies. They're all boring. Like, the greatest none, narrative purpose they'll ever uh, serve is death. Be dead. Yes. Don't talk yeah, dead. Right. I don't care what you did in your life. You died when he was really young. He was raised by his old grandmother, mm-hmm. aunt-looking lady, and yeah. Uncle Ben. That's all yeah. we need right. to know. <laughs> no, we need them to get out of the way so he can be more sad about Uncle Ben dying. Well, And I think yeah. this also comes from, like, because I think something we don't do well culturally is, like, like I remember when the Jurassic World 3 trailer came out, and it was a pack, and the, and the scene is a packed drive-in theater watching i think the exorcist poltergeist something some movie from the 80s and a t-rex attacks and it's like even when colin trevorrow was a kid drive-ins were not 
packed. We're pulling. We're not just pulling from. We're pulling for his nostalgia for yeah. Steven Spielberg's nostalgia. It's the same thing with like uh, the new great. It movies, where it's set in the eighties, but they're making references to stuff that would have mattered in the fifties. When yeah. which again is Stephen King's nostalgia. Exactly. So I think like. We got to remember, Stan Lee, we're not even pulling when Spider-Man was created. We're pulling from when Stan Lee was a kid. There was probably a lot of kids he knew whose parents just died for whatever. They just were dead. Parents well, were dead. Because people would just die. spies and double agents yeah. from the Soviet Union. Oh, when yeah, Stan Lee true. was a kid, when Stan Lee was a kid, you got a bad cold, you were probably going to die. So it was probably, the kids died, parents died, everybody was died. It didn't matter how, it, there was probably a lot of kids being raised by their right. aunt and uncle. It wasn't <laughs> weird that like Peter was raised by his elderly aunt and uncle. <laughs> yes. And that they like lied and said they were his aunt and uncle because they're clearly like thirty years there. His parents senior. It, well, like, it's either it's either they were his parents' aunt and uncle because you know if you have right. if you've ever had a great aunt and uncle you don't call, call them great don't call aunt, them aunt May aunt. they're Aunt yeah. May. Um, uh, all, but also uh, life expectancy was like fifty eight. All right, so like maybe they were in their mid thirties. Who's to say? Who's to yeah, say? They didn't wear sunscreen. You yeah, know? exactly. <laughs> Times have changed. Um, so anyway. These episodes, by the way, all of them are written by John Semper, showrunner yeah. exclusively. Showrunner of, like, yeah. Yeah. Showrunner of, of this show. Spider-Man, yeah. And it's interesting that the, he decided this this was his baby. This was the this five parter. Secret Wars. Does Secret Wars get five parts? No, no, no. Does the our Spider early Wars? proto Spider Verse get a uh, five parter? Uh uh-uh. uh. Six Forgotten Wars? Yeah, baby. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this guy needed to get involved. He's like, this is my story. This is my Ahab. I'm like, dude, <laughs> fine, I guess. Yeah, I'll skip them. I'll skip these <laughs> episodes forever. Yeah, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to be weird here. I didn't know that they'd ever adapted outside of the amazing Spider-Man Two, the the parent storyline. I thought that that was uh, that's why I thought that movie was so horrible that like, hey, yeah. they yeah. Sony made up some nonsense to make Peter's parents more interesting. They did that. Other people oh, made yeah. adaptations. I'm watching this, and I'm like, no way. Yeah. No oh, way. Yeah. Other people thought that this was good, and then they watched this, and then they put it on the silver screen too. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's um, another thing uh, that you'll see if you uh, if you check out more episodes of Spider Versity here on uh, uh, DJ's Patreon. But yeah, uh, Patreon.com/slash/OnlyStupidAnswers. Thank you, Sam. There you go. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but the um, this is the blueprint for every cinematic adaptation of Spider Man. Yes. Like, Clearly, what happened was anyone at, at Sony. Also, you'll notice Avi Arad's name is a plastered across everything. Oh, it's, yeah. it's like a jump scare when I see it. <laughs> mm-hmm. It chills like, down my spine. Anyone who makes these Spider-Man movies goes, "All right, so we want to get back to basics. We want to make it like the comic books." But I will be damned if I have to read. Yeah. So I'll just watch the cartoon, mm-hmm. and they do. And so they're like, "Okay, every cue for every character." that we ever use in the movies will be from this effing cartoon. And I love, listen, I love that the amazing Spider-Man's people's instinct was, listen, this is a serious movie. We're not going to make his parents spies. Okay. Okay. We're just going to make it that his dad experiment was the scientist and he was working for Oscorp. And it, now Peter's kind of a weird, it's a chosen one type situation. Yeah. And it, we're, it's, it, it's going to be a lot. It's going to make a lot more sense. It's like, all right. Mm-hmm. Fuck it. Once you yeah. see it, once you see his secret subterranean uh, lab made out of a subway car. Hey, yeah. that's the coolest <laughs> thing I've ever seen in those movies. That's we like Ninja, Ninja Turtles, Turtles level. Of secret Ninja Turtles stuff. Yeah. yeah. Secret. <laughs> place yeah and and well, you know they exist look sal you're, you're not far <laughs> from new york you know that they have like little areas of old subways that are 
blocked off, and we don't know what they're doing in there. We don't it know. Listen, it, it's a plot point. Uh, small, slight spoilers. It's a plot point in the new Mario Brothers movie, Secret Subterranean. Uh, listen, the plot of the new Mario movie is basically 100% the plot of the 1993 Mario movie. No! <laughs> That's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. I'm going in ready yeah, for the yeah. greatest experience of my life. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, okay, so... We're we're following an old man who gets into a taxi that's also a jet. <gasps> um, uh, we go to the shields. Weird, the weird version of a heli character that's heli character that's in the, these it's cartoons. City, it's yeah, yeah, it's more like the one in um, Black Widow. Whatever they're doing over in Black Widow, yeah, that's Harvey what Weinstein's this is. Flying castle. Yeah. 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 Exactly. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So Nick Fury greets this person as a commander, and we find out he must stop May Parker from what oh, no. is unclear. Having watched these episodes, I'm still not entirely sure what we were trying to stop May from doing. Oh, <laughs> it's just we wanted a cold open. We wanted a fun stinger. It was just a, yeah. like the most dangerous woman in America is Aunt May. Parker. Is Aunt May Parker? And, uh, by the way, really quick point. Uh, you know, I'm a stickler for voices, and I'm always yeah. like, ah, you got to. Uh, they changed the voice. I think she died. Uh, so yeah. uh, they needed a new Aunt May. It just it. I think it sticks out like a sore thumb. I'm like, you didn't earn this. This is finally Aunt May's time to like act. Yeah. And the woman effing died, and so they yeah. had to replace oh. her. That sucks. Like that Aunt May has sense. never been given any good material for the mm-hmm. whole damn lifespan of this whole show. <laughs> yeah. And then they finally give her like, there's maybe she's gonna fall in love with mustache guy. Yeah. She has a she has to like protect Peter from the horrible secret of his parents. So Uncle Ben was tasked with a with a secret that she has to keep. This woman is burdened with secrets, and it's given to like the understudy for Aunt May. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> it's yeah, so yeah, yeah. I watched the show very actively growing up, and now that I'm looking back, I think I had to have been watching the same like ten episodes over and over and over yes, again. Because in my brain, I watched so much, but like I didn't recognize any of what <laughs> I just saw, uh, like <laughs> genuinely. Um, but Aunt May seemed off. Aunt May yeah. seemed off, and I couldn't put my finger on why. I thought I was like, I was like, this is just a weird show now. Yeah, the pacing is insane. Yeah. So we get um uh we. Introduce Silver Sable uh, for the first time. So she gasses a different old man who has a laser cane. And that guy is, yeah, he's, he, okay, he, he is, we cut to, J, Jonah Jameson gets a fax. Love it. Yeah. Uh, he gets a fax about um, a German World War II enemy scientist. Oh, wow, what could that mean? What is a German World War II enemy scientist? This I is my favorite. They go. They exert so much energy to avoid using the word Nazi in these episodes, and oh in some God. ways, I kind of, I almost appreciate it. It's like I wonder if we did, if we just didn't, 
acknowledge it if it wouldn't be a prop if it wouldn't mm. still be a problem like i because because i do I, think yeah i have a working theory that i think we can kind of lay some of the blame for some of our current issues at the feet of george lucas because he <laughs> just made between indiana jones and star wars he just made nazi de facto bad guy but not there's nothing specific about what they're doing we right. don't get into the specificity of what makes them bad. They're just bad guy. And right. so edgelords on the internet that wanted to like, oh, I'm edgy, I'm bad, started calling themselves Nazis mm. and then found out what that meant and then retroactively started believing the things Nazis believed. <laughs> I think I, I don't know about that. I mean, like, listen, yeah. there's also the, the other element, which is, of course, like the proliferation of the World War II video game and the fact that like shooting Gun Nazis was the easiest it was like you could either but shoot you robots also, or nazis it's robots options. or nazis but in 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 call of duty you could also in multiplayer play as a nazi that's you're, right you're on i think but i think culturally i said george lucas but i think culturally in our cultural uh pop culture it just became nazi bad guy yeah. and it's like yeah but they were bad for a very a series of specific Distinct reasons, reasons. <laughs> yeah the imperials it's okay to be like the imperials are bad guys they shoot in yeah. white uniforms they're, they're they, they have a rot up their butts but yeah. like the nazis it's like oh they the, <clears throat> there's a very specific reason why they're bad but, and, and it's uh, but also truth be told and i think you uh, uh this is worth acknowledging as well if you look up if you look back at american history there's a reason that like when you look at world war ii media they're always they always seem more mad that the nazis are germans it's mo it's not we don't necessarily as Americans we don't necessarily disagree with anything they're doing we're just yeah. mad that they're Germans and it's like well really, um, hmm, I, I remember as a as a child as a well a teenager I remember yeah. seeing this old Donald Duck propaganda picture that they made yeah. during Classic. World War II I don't know if you've seen yeah. it. it's in it's called in the it's called like something like in the Führer's face there's a whole yeah. song that they sing but the whole thing is about like Donald Duck basically has a nightmare that he woke up in Nazi Germany yeah. and he is like put through the ringer and he's surrounded and it's like their way of portraying Nazi Germany was like all of this nationalism and all these like all this iconography of Nazis and like flags and logos and stuff like yeah. that and then he wakes up and he's like and he says through his broken English of course yeah. uh, he says that he's really glad to be waking up in the United States of America and his room is equally decked yes. out in American mm -hmm. iconography and I'm like Wait, <laughs> this is it goes back to the intellectual dissonance as I was talking about earlier with the Christian. Like, wait, do you not? Right? Do you do, do you not, not get the? Hold on, the parallel. <laughs> like there was um the Blue Beetle trailer dropped this week, and we had oh, no. a hilarious line from yeah. George Lopez saying Batman is a fascist, and mm -hmm. it's so funny. Yeah, everybody like I. I it's we, funny because it's true. React. It's <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, here's the thing. So There's funny. no question to me that a like. 58 year old Hispanic man would think that Batman yeah. is a fascist. Yeah. That makes or sense. at least at least make a joke about it. But yeah. people are like, that's <laughs> there yeah. was one yeah, there's one person in particular that that had his blow up has gone viral. And yeah. it was just him being like, Batman's a fascist? Really? And then he like insults several marginalized groups and people right. yeah. and yeah. a lot. Yeah. And he just has like a whole tantrum about it. It's what does it say about me? Yeah, exa exactly. Well, that's kind of the, that's in, and, and of course, that gets, that's been Alan Moore's point the whole time. It's like, uh, not only are superheroes childish, but they're also inherently fascist. And everybody gets mad. It's like, but he's not wrong. He's, he yeah. is, and that's, and that's why most of the adaptations of Watchmen suck because they can't reckon with that up. like it's yeah. either Zack yeah. snyder who's like yeah superheroes are fascist and that's fucking awesome i think that's great <laughs> that's and then right. or you get um fucking um 
Damon Lindelof that's yes. like, oh, we don't need to reform superhero. We don't need to wait. We don't need to abolish superheroes. We just need to reform them, but blue no matter who. And it's like, well, again, you're missing the point yeah. of what Alan, whatever. Anyway, we're not talking about Alan Moore's work. It's great. <laughs> no, we're the, I the just, Spider-Man cartoon. Which is a Spider-Man cartoon that refuses the word, use the word Nazi. Uh, right. oh, so it's, my thing, I, I think that that's like exclude. I, I don't like it like the one thing i wanted to say about the whole like you know they don't say nazi they work around it it's funny because 30 years ago they were like oh we gotta tiptoe in the through the tulips with this cartoon show yeah i mean this is the first episode we saw with bullets in them and it's been <laughs> five seasons every every two-bit hood in the city has a laser pistol has a laser gun gho laser 50s, gun right but in the 50s they had bullets and it's like they, you know semper because he was the showrunner was like was like i'm putting bullets in this episode because it's the 50s and it wouldn't be believable they had laser pistols <laughs> yeah but uh that's how we that's how we show the past. But um I get why cuz they they every single studio note that this show got, they were like, "Yes, okay, no problem, change." <laughs> and so they're like, "Oh, can we say Nazis? We have to, can we soften it a little bit?" Um and now 30 years removed, we're doing the same thing, but for completely different reasons. Yeah. Like in like 30 years ago, we were like, "Don't say Nazi. That's really harsh." And that's like that's a lot. Like it, it's 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 too scary and yeah. violent and like and and real for this cartoon show yeah. now they're like don't say nazi because you'll offend the, the percentage Nazis. of our population you, that is Nazi. Say- <laughs> be really and careful like- don't throw out the term nazi is people in the comments will get real upset it's like why are they commenting yeah why- don't out uh, yourself upset. you nazi if- <laughs> listen yeah if you're gonna get upset with me being mad at nazis uh go fuck yourself um, right uh and i just want to just real quick before we get off this point i do want to uh share the stance of this show that oh, nazis are bad not not even just because but this is a huge part that they were genocidal anti-semitic maniacs which is really oh, bad but also, if they if they were only just fascist, would not be supporters. I would not support them. I don't support fascism on this show. So fuck them. Yeah. Uh, so right. anyway, uh, we're talking about this German World War II enemy scientist. <laughs> um, and uh, JJ is like, uh, I remember when I this was he was this scientist he's talking about was big news in the forties, and it was like how old this show's in the nineties. How, how old is J Jonah Jameson supposed it's to be? be Seventy five. Yeah, Easily. because. We found out the cat was a kid during World War II, and he's like, whatever, doesn't matter. He's older uh, than Jameson. So <laughs> Peter has mixed feelings about. Uh, we, we cut to May's house. She's she find out she's selling a house, and Peter has understandably mixed feelings. He's like, I grew up in this house, and yeah. Anna continues to be a raving bitch because she's like, I can't <laughs> believe worst. Peter's making this about him. I forgot how much I hated this woman. This yes. woman is the prototype for like half the misogyny in the world i feel like this woman just made me insane it's like the writers from everybody hate chris took notes from her to write rochelle yeah. like she's so awful and for no reason all the time yeah, yeah. i don't it, i think miss opportunity not having her hook up with jj they would get along great um <laughs> yeah so King- glow conversations would be amazing <laughs> so um Sorry. Kingpin it wants to go after the scientist. Basically, what we're going to find out is that this scientist is connected to this doomsday project that connects to the Red Skull. This is all leading to the Red Skull, everybody. Um, and so Kingpin decides he wants the doomsday device. And for some reason, he needs Chameleon to do it. So yeah. all roads eventually... And this is there's a long-winded... Seg- this, this episode is called The Forgotten Warriors. And we know in the future that this is talking about World War II heroes. But the show exerts way too much effort trying to convince us that the six forgotten warriors are the sinister six. Uh, no, sorry, like, the insidious six. Thank you. Thank you, yes. thank you for that correction. Down packed in comics. No, the, the, the worst of it is, Hassan, 
they already were called that in 1964. Yeah. It's just that in this cartoon, and I promise you this is the reason, even though I have done no research to support it, the note was, does it have to be sinister? That's kind of a violent word. Can we make mm-hmm. it like something a little more, uh, a little less alliterative, a little less alliterative and a little less violent? Yeah. Like every every single scene. That's yeah. not bad. <laughs> I, insidious. Kids don't even know what that means. Yeah. No. 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 It yeah. I thought that was off. that was a specific thing that I kept thinking. I was like, wow, that's weird that they're choosing to go this route. It's super like, weird. Also, it's also, yeah. What were you gonna say, Sal? I was gonna say it's super weird that any of these idiots would fall for this again because, like, <laughs> this is the third appearance of the Insidious Six, and yeah. each and every single time, Kingpin screws them hard. Yes. And they go, yep. never again. And they yep. take off their, like, their AT&T headsets mm-hmm. and they throw them on the ground. And they just show up. They they just bypass the arguments they might have had. Like, Doc Ock himself is like, yeah, let's go. And I'm like, let's do it. What, what are you even doing here? <laughs> like, why doesn't Doc Ock want to be the kingpin? I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. Listen, everybody else does. Hobgoblin wants to be kingpin. Fucking Prowler wants to be kingpin. Is why Doc Ock should take a shot at the crown. He was master um, the bowl cut. He's got a crown of his own. He's it's fine. true. Good point. Good point. I also, I got to say, uh, weird instinct in the 60s and 70s when all this stuff was being created that we need teams with the number of people in them because it's very <laughs> limited. The Fantastic Four, Sinister Six, you're, you're painting yourself into a corner. You know, I think Avengers, yeah. you could have any amount of people part of that team. Yeah. yeah. So I'm just throwing that out there. Um, <laughs> Legion of Doom, who they could have 25 members. There's no limit. Legion um, sounds like a lot. <laughs> you need to have a lot. So um, uh, he, I'm going to call them Sinister Six for the rest of the episode. I'm not going to bother with the Insidious shit. Um, so uh, Peter's helping May pack. He literally trips over his parents' passports, which sends May basically into shock, which is weird. You'd think she'd just get rid of them. She would just, if it was that big a deal, she'd just throw them out. Um, yeah. This leads to mustache guy from the beginning. We find out his name King Keen Marlowe. Thank you. Um, I never sh- bothered to learn it. I was like, yeah. no. Uh, he shows up. We find out that um, he's connected to the parents. We'll get it. doesn't matter. We'll get it. No. Basically, we, uh, this all eventually leads to uh, Peter. Why does he go to Shield's headquarters after? How does this? Oh, he, he, oh, he Keen, follows him. Right. He's trying to yeah. Keen Marlowe's go goes on his space taxi back up to Shield headquarters. Spider Man follows him. This is where he overhears Nick Fury <sighs> say that his parents aren't Russian spies, and Peter's like, "Wait, does that mean people think that they are Russian spies?" <laughs> yeah, they just um, revealed this in the weirdest possible order. Yeah. Which, by yeah. the way. What if nobody knows? Why does it matter that it, when he's like, people need to believe the nope. Russian spies? Who's people? Who believes this? It's well, and I think it's Peter's because like, yeah, Red Scare, communism. They're like, yeah, I but wish, if nobody I knows, they, if it's not like public information to the point where Peter knows, mission accomplished, secret sealed. What are we more serious about the communism part? That way, we get to like, we we get to the Aunt May scene, and Peter's like, wait. My parents are dirty commies. Yeah. And he just like really leans into it and like yeah. the propaganda of it. That's crazy. I thought they fought in Vietnam. It's like a whole other thing. He does. Yeah. He, well, he does say like he is he is fiercely national. And mm-hmm. that comes up routinely. And that's why he's like, no, it's not enough that no one knows yeah. that they were Russian spies. It's that my parents, people that, that are related to me, might have betrayed the ideals of this nation. I, that I just, like hurts my soul. Uh, all I know is that 
one of the greatest shows we've gotten in the last decade or so is The Americans, the FX show The Americans. And mm-hmm. we're quickly going to, which for those that don't know, is following Russian spies in America, undercover in America. And we're quickly going to a world where everything's so IP driven that the only way we get a show like Americans is if it's Peter Parker's parents. <laughs> is right. if it's, it's Peter Parker, it's like uh, uh, Batman's butler, Alfred, coming to, what was it, Cinemat? What was the, it was oh my Flix, God. Real Flix or something. Yeah. Was Somebody even- asked us if we were watching that, like in a comment once. I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> I literally time. responded. That's how I replied to the comment. And I didn't say anything else back. I was like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. Why? Alfred? No. no I'm not I don't have time for that shit. Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's butler on There you go. That's Batman. what it's called. Thank Penny. you. Um, okay. Oh, so, Epics. It was on Epics. Epics. Everybody's favorite uh, network, Epics. Yeah. Um, you, can, you can watch that or you can watch the Ash versus the Evil Dead show on, what was it? Stars? That mm-hmm. was the stars, but a lot of that stuff got folded into Warner no, Brothers. On, yeah, that actually went onto like a real network eventually after. Yeah, I think Ash vs. Evil Dead is on Netflix now, which is yeah. great, and that show is great, and I highly recommend it. Um, phenomenal. I can't yeah. believe how well they pulled that show off. Anyway. Yeah, it's a good, uh, completely unrelated to this, good show, go watch. Um, yeah. So. I'm excited for the new Evil Dead movie. Um, So the Sinister Six attack the space base while Spider-Man's on it. Uh, They're about ready to kill Spidey. Fury shows up. Classic shit, right? Yep. Um, We find out that the Sinister Six has a cloaking device that they use to, like, escape from S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, They ditch Spidey. And uh, Peter goes home. And this is where May reveals that his parents are spies from Russia. Mm -hmm. So Peter decides to go to Russia and he points out, uh, he literally says, how am I going to get to Russia? We barely scrape by with my freelance money, which made me go like, wait, does Mary Jane not have a job? <laughs> I mean, she doesn't Why? seem to. She just walks around in the same clothes all day going like, Peter, I love you. So yeah. I, I hey know. there, tiger. She's, okay, she's well. like a trophy wife for a broke dude is what it is. Yeah. We also don't really get into the whole like they live in that crappy apartment that we set up in the in the Prowler episodes. Yeah. Like, we just I, know I, they don't live with May. We know they don't live with May. We don't see them at home. They never actually change their clothes. And it's really frustrating for me because like they don't really seem married. They just seem like the same relationship they had before they were married. Yes. Where she's like, yes. hey, Tiger, like she's in a doorway somewhere. And I'm like, Did, didn't you come here together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah are you not hold on um so spidey goes to jj and he in a truly spectacular series of bullshitting he's oh. able to con- convince jj that spider-man is going to take over the world from russia which convinces jj to foot the bill to send spider-man there to take or peter to take pictures of spider-man yeah it's that's pretty yeah, funny yeah it's it's, good, it's it's a good enough idea it's rough. yeah <laughs> okay yeah i mean okay all right uh jj is especially delusional in this episode i guess in this he's one also especially like he's a real idiot in this one and it's like semper hasn't written an episode in like a season or two so he's like i don't know it's jay he just he just makes jj you know freak out and then yeah. robbie's like yeah me too yeah okay. robbie yeah. mysteriously and suspiciously decides to go along i don't know that we ever adequately pay off what Robbie's involvement <laughs> is in this. He's no, friends with the not other. Not in dude. these two episodes. No. Yeah. He's just keeps saying, Oh, this is my old friend from the olden days of the back times. It's like, Robbie, what are what are what is yeah. the fear here? He's like, like a phone call that he got. And that like yeah. te- or he called somebody and that teed everything up. And I don't I still don't know who's on the other end of that phone. Spoilers, yeah. we'll find out later that he's connected with the other the World War II Six Forgotten Heroes, but I don't know that that adequately explains his involvement. I don't know what he's doing for them right here. 
I think it's gotcha. just that he heard like he knows the other guy. Like he knows the he knows the dude who was in uh uh Star Trek Two. <laughs> okay, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. sure, man. Well, I, also, you know, maybe we're fast forwarding a little bit, but when Robbie, when Peter and Robbie meet the uh, the family or whatever, yes, and like, are you family. Peter Parker? Parker, it's, it's such an uncommon last name. You must be Richard and Mary Parker's son. And yeah. they start telling him stuff, whatever. Robbie doesn't react. No, like, does yeah. Robbie know this already? Yeah, is, is he, Robbie he, already sh- informed that the Parkers are spy- All right, whatever. It's, it's um, funny there, too, because, like, Robbie was there. Like, Robbie's like, hey, don't slow me down, kid. I'm doing something. Like, Peter Parker, that's the secret we need to get in the room. And, mm-hmm. Robbie, you can stand by and just watch what's happening. Like, yeah. he's just suddenly not involved in any way. And it's like, man, you're, you're lucky Peter went. Yeah, Dude. yeah, it, yeah. It's wild. So uh, Robbie's Robbie is trying to ditch Peter. He goes to some Russian guy. I don't know this person. He's oh, important God, to yeah, the Doomsday the guy, plot. Yeah. Uh, and Silver Saber kidnaps the guy and leaves behind a bomb. That is our cliffhanger that leads us into season five, episode three, the Six Forgotten Warriors, chapter two, unclaimed legacy, originally airing on September twenty sixth, nineteen ninety seven. The Kingpin reunites the Insidious Six to find information on a mysterious group called the Six Forgotten Warriors. Warriors. Yes. Um, <laughs> Thirteen months before I was born. <laughs> I was going to make up parties during this during the airing of this movie. We're yeah, we're all different. We were all at different stages when this when this was originally airing. Um, so uh, we start on a shot of Russia just to remind the kids at home where we are. Um, Robbie defuses the bomb because I guess he was part of the bomb disposal service. He does. Yeah, Spider Man's like this is too big. It's it, like, I can't like throw it in the air. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can't do my amazing spider power. Which, by the way, they get very loosey goosey with how strong Peter is or is not in these episodes. Oh, yeah. There's a there's a scene later where Kingpin just muscles his way out of like holding out of this holding out cell of metal and it's like, bindings. Yep. Wait, then- is Kingpin stronger than Spider Man? Is that what we're saying right that's now? That's what we're implying here. Or yeah. Peter just, just being scene. lazy. Also, he could Kingpin could have broken out at any point and just like sat there for like probably an hour waiting for everything else to happen. Yeah. I'm gonna sit here and wait. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I have one thing, and maybe you guys can explain to me. So the spider sense in the show isn't to help you. It's just so you know before you get hit, but not to stop you from being hit. Yeah. Because right. they do it. It's this incredible, iconic like pant, like scene every time where it's like yeah. the, the noise is great. The, the visual is great. And then he always gets hit by the thing. Mm-hmm. He yeah. doesn't ever dodge it. Like the whole point, like the Peter Tingle in the MCU is that, okay, he's capable. He's sensory. He can dodge. He's just like, my spider senses are going off. Oh, shit. I'm about to get rocked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he always does. It's because I think it's because they need to keep kicking the can down the road. Like, it's just we can't ever have Spider-Man be capable at all. He has yeah. to like literally there are so many episodes of this show where characters would just do well. If like the episode would be over if anyone behaved like a normal person or if like, but it's always, Hey, give me this box. No, I'm not going to give you this box. I get the box. I drop the box. They take away. They leave. They go to a lair. Yeah. Spider-Man goes to that lair. The repeat scene three mm-hmm. times, one episode. Yeah. Well, cause we got, I, I do think Sal, what do you think? I feel like this is some of the least recycled animation we've gotten it in is, a while. It is sad because also it's very bad, but at yeah. least it's not like reused. Every explosion is definitely from season one. Every is, is from season one. Also every there, there's at least one scene with the six where they're charging that this is all from the individual episodes that they showed up in. Like yes. suddenly Matt Gargan, who has not been depicted with his like lizard mouth situation since season one suddenly has it again for this one frame of animation. Yeah. Sure. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. 
Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So we find out Robbie defuses the bomb. Uh, he's, he was got rid of bombs in Vietnam. Also confused of why he's friends with so many Russians because I will bring this up multiple times throughout the episode. I am not necessarily a historian, but if I recall, uh, Russia and the U.S. were on different sides of the Vietnam conflict. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so we find out Silver Sable is working for a man that is clearly in Red Skull, uh, Red Skull in a mask, although that does get complicated in a hilarious way later. Yeah. Um, it must. All I'm going to say is it must be gamey uh, underneath the, the mask, underneath the mask. Um, Doesn't make any sense that's the dumbest thing i've it's ever scooby-doo seen. shit it's scooby-doo shit anyway yeah. we're gonna get we're not there yet we're not there yet <laughs> so robbie in, meets uh, takes peter to meet this detective friend that has a ridiculous fake russian accent um basically oh my god he gives some information the police chief is really not happy about it this leads them they're trying to find this german scientist who is hiding out with russia which again not a historian but b- what little i know of history that's fucking baffling that a German would go and hide in Russia. Like, I yes. guess maybe I just feels like Iron Curtain era. Maybe it just feels like a weird feels like there's places to go. You know? Yeah. yeah I would. Yeah. That's I, most of uh, I didn't most Nazis go to like Switzerland or Brazil they or something. Like anyway. Argentina. Yeah. Yeah. Argentina, Brazil. Um, anyway, um, uh, they went to the tropics or they start, or they worked for the United States, you know, um, uh, so we go to this this the scientist's daughter. I think is that what we establish? Um, yeah. And we get a flashback where the scientist is meeting with Parker's parents about the doomsday weapon. Yeah. Long story short, this reveals that Peter's parents are actually double agents. Wait, well, okay, this is a good not even double agents. They're, they're just like, agents. Yeah, this is a good time for us to pause and try and suss out what exactly were the Parkers the doing. Parker's so the Parkers. Doing. We're working for the United States, pretending to be Russian spies while being U- U.S. spies, yep. and the United States wanted and Shield wanted to cover this up because, well, the Spider Man. <laughs> they have no reason. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, it doesn't okay. make any sense. There's no tracking. Like, I. I don't know. I think they just wanted to use Nick Fury really badly for this. Like they're just like Fair. they needed to bring him on there. And I mean, I get the- it. I like Nick. Fury. <laughs> I like. I like Nick Fury. I just. Uh, wait, I, anyway, whatever. So yeah. Robbie shows this ring to the woman and has a Roman numeral six on it. Um, yeah. She talks about the six warriors. Um, uh, they get attacked by the chameleon disguised as her husband. Um, it, this leads to a chase where the chameleon runs away as the chameleon. And Hassan, to your um, your point about the spider sense uh, earlier, Spider Man, and this is actually kind of he correctly. He's like, wait, why is he running away as the chameleon and not disguising himself? This must be a trap. I'm like, oh, good job, Peter. There and then go. he just walks right into the trap. Oh, he's <laughs> yep. like, I got to be ready for this trap. And I'm, I'm like, going to go from above. They'll never see me coming. You're Spider Man. That's yeah. what you do, Peter. Yeah. And then Vulture Yo. just comes in and beans him on the head. <laughs> Right. <laughs> oh God. Good oh, job, Pete. A rough time. So oh, yeah. Do you remember the voice actor for the Spider-Man? Yeah. It's Christopher, uh, Christopher Michael Barnes. Bar- yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. 
it's one of my favorite. It's just like such an iconic voice. And it's one that my ears, it's so familiar for me to hear. And I love yeah. it. Um, I know he played like Spider-Man 2099 in a game or something like that yeah. later down the road, uh, just to reprise the role of Spider-Man again. But it's, uh, it's crazy how much I think of Spider-Man when I hear his voice, but then I watch the show and I'm like, what am I watching? And then if you listen hard, you'll hear his voice at least one or two more other times in this, in these like episodes. Cause he's yeah, he plays his people. dad, right? He plays. I, uh, I couldn't Parker. tell. Is he, is he playing the dad? They just changed his voice it, it a little bit to play so the dad. Good. I think so. Yeah. It was so good that I would be yeah. shocked just, if it was somebody else. He's just an incredible actor. Yeah. Um, okay. So he gets attacked by the sinister six. He goes right into the trap. Um, and um, Spidey's surprised. He's like, the Sinister Six here. And it's like, yeah, dude, you just saw the chameleon. They're clearly in the previous episode. They're clearly after the same thing you are. Why wouldn't yeah. they? Whatever. I mean, um, it, is, it is convenient that like everyone's in Russia. Like it does like it, I would be weird. It would be weird if like my like best friend was in Russia. Somehow. Surprised yeah. uh, that we didn't do that for any of the home trilogy that he doesn't spend a movie out hanging out in Russia. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll get there. Weird. Don't worry. By the way, home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like stuck there um so they take him to kingpin um once again classic spider-man lays on the flat joke fat jokes he's like uh if i were you i'd lay off the treats it's like fucking (laughs) every time man every time i fall for them every time i'm always like (laughs) (laughs) um so uh, Kingpin talks about he wants to use this doomsday vi- device to take over the world, and Spider-Man's like, "World domination? You sound like a Saturday morning cartoon villain." Yuck, yeah. yuck, yuck. Uh, Kingpin is about to unmask Spider-Man when the Wild Pack show up. I feel like they do this like three times in these episodes where there somebody's about ready to unmask Spider-Man. It, it literally, like in, in this show, it's happened so much. You can yeah. go like it, it, it's really more about like who's going to come in. Like if Spider Man's yeah. about to get his mask off, you're like, who's, who's going gonna to enter the him? room? And I just yeah. wish I it made me wish that like every time this happens, they actually do success. It wouldn't work for Ock. Actually, it wouldn't work for Ock being there. But it'd be funny if like every time somebody's about to unmask him and they do, and they're just like, I don't I don't know who this is. This yeah, is, I don't know who this is that's, that's like the, there's a line in there that's like, if it wasn't for his his cameraman friend Peter Parker, and I was like, yeah. dude, what is this? No, yeah. don't know who he is. Do never know the celebrity Peter Parker. Like, don't make him famous. He's nobody. Just yeah. go with that. Yeah, or we do it, Parker Industries. It makes it it makes it uh, <laughs> makes it easier. So, um, Kingpin, yeah, Wildpack comes in. Spider-Man wakes up, trapped with the Sinister Six. Um, Sable reveals that one of the six is a traitor, and Kingpin's like, who could it be? It's like, I'll, oh, man, who could it be? You're in Russia, and you have a Russian guy that it's literally his job is to change his face and be a spy. Oh, man. Maybe it's Rhino. Uh, no, man, it's fucking Chameleon, you idiot. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway... Kingpin, this is what we're talking about. Kingpin just just sheer forces his way through the things, and it's like, wow, wow. did he take the super soldier serum? What is right? Now, I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm not. A, I was not a huge comic book reader uh, back in the day, and I and I was never big on Daredevil until the later years. This is my Kingpin. Like yeah. this is right. when I think Kingpin. This is the only iteration that like immediately comes to mind it's not bad at all yeah <laughs> yeah yeah. When it's it's one of the few times it's it because uh, the joke earlier that um him being a Saturday morning cartoon villain uh, tr- truly you know we were talking about the laser guns being like G.I. Joe Kingpin is the Cobra commander the Megatron of Spider-Man the animated series like he yeah. is the He's villain the of, the of the show absolutely to the to the point where, like, since um, I know, there's rumors that Daredevil Born Again, he'll be running for mayor or whatever. And it's like, I truly do think it's not a one-to-one, but since Marvel doesn't have 
easy access to Norman Osborn. It's like if you're going to do a Dark Reign story, it should be you can do Wilson Fisk and and like like you were just saying, so many people grew up with Fisk being operating at this level, yeah, saying that he is like controlling an international criminal empire and he is an, an Avengers level threat is not is is the there's, there's precedent set for it. Yeah, I completely agree. I'd be okay with yeah. that very much. I, yeah, I mean, I, I people people associate Kingpin with both Daredevil and Spider Man even yeah. now. It, you know, he should definitely at least be the villain of the next Spider Man movie if you put Daredevil in that Spider Man movie. Well, like, and yeah. the reason Vincent D'Onofrio has to like every couple months there's a quote of like, yeah, I want to fight Spider Man. The reason he has to answer that question is because of this cartoon. Yes, yeah. you know, that, if this cartoon and, uh, didn't exist, he'd be a Daredevil villain basically. Like that would true. be yeah. And to yeah. less great impact, he was uh, the opening villain of Spider-Man PS4. Certainly wasn't as cool design-wise, but but I, but I, but cool I think also fight. again because of this, yeah, because of because of um uh, because of this cartoon, because of this animated yeah. series, I felt like they that's why they felt the need to, and it's a good escalation. They they try to do this um uh with Batman a lot too, where it's like we start off with normal crime people and then yeah. escalate to the jokers and the and yeah. the clay faces and everything and um this is the one one of the areas where i think marvel has a leg up because they do have kink but like batman doesn't like falcone yeah. sort of yeah. like they but they don't have a kingpin that's like our our, our top level street level criminal no um, certainly not one that could go toe-to-toe with batman you know yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure yeah um okay so Kingpin unmasked Red Skull, another quote unquote the German war criminal Red Skull. German war criminal. Which war, Spider Man? Yeah, which which war and what made him the war criminal? What was he doing that made him a war criminal? What were the yeah, specific actions so that were taken? He was that, evil. Yeah. <laughs> he did dastardly, derelict things. He worked for the Germans and were the United States. That's what made him bad. Um, yeah, the anyway, yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, that was a thing. Uh, I want to say, um, uh, Mario movies coming out and I, I want to say that I, I should look this up. It was the, cause you always, I always wondered as a kid, like why are a Japanese game company making an Italian plumber? And apparently yeah. they had like an Italian janitor that they based Mario off of. And it was like an Italian janitor in Japan. What does Italy and Japan have in co- Oh, Oh yeah, that's mm. right. <laughs> All right. Well, moving on. Um, anyway, so uh, Kingpin unmasks the red. So we pull off the mask to reveal Red Skull. Then he pulls off the Red Skull mask to reveal that it's the chief of police who is actually the uh, son of the Red Skull. Yeah. Um, so he, this wow. guy, self destructs the base. Spidey saves the Wild Pack. They all barely escape. Um, and they're, they're in Chernobyl and everybody uh, kind of <laughs> fucking freaks out about like, oh no, radiation. Um, anybody who hasn't watched the HBO show, HBO show Chernobyl should. It's a fucking great show. Um, <laughs> and uh, so the Kingpin and his crew take like a plane yeah, like there's a plane. Oh, there's, he has like I have one over there. And they just get in it. <laughs> they just I get think in it and Silver leave. Sable's plane. Well, Sable had but, the plane and they took it. And they, but then it's like, and then Spider-Man yeah, looks right. at Silver Sable and they're like, we should leave. Cut to Peter Parker's just on a plane leaving Russia. And it's like, well, wait, but how did they get out of Chernobyl? 
All right, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. I always picture Chernobyl as, and it's because I know nothing about it, as like a dilapidated bomb site. And this is like this is like a regular plant just that exists yeah. in this world that is normal and it looks looks kind of clean, relatively speaking, for it being the most terrifying place to be. Well, it's yeah. interesting about Chernobyl now. I don't know what it was like in the '90s. You know, obviously there's tourists that go there, which I don't recommend. Um, but um, nature's kind of thriving there and everything because um radiation's fucking weird um and it like moves around in like bands it's not like the whole space is evenly radiated and it's also not that you could you would necessarily know based on my what i understand that this spot is radiated and this spot is not it's just the radiation just kind of moves around right uh it sounds like a goddamn nightmare honestly i'm glad that the nature is thriving there and doing great good for them um <laughs> anyway, so Peter and Robbie fly back to NYC, and Peter reveals to May that his parents never betrayed the country, and he wants to reveal it to the world, which doesn't also does the world care? Peter didn't even right. know, so does the world care? And also, I don't think we pay this off in any. We, we don't. Uh, I don't know about you, Sal. I didn't skip ahead to the last episode. We're not covering it Me in either. There. So I don't know if this matters in the fat last episode of this four part sure five parter. I'll, I'll bet they. I'll bet they pay it off. Sure, cool. Um, but listen, that's it for this episode. Uh, Hassan, what did you think of these uh, these uh, these episodes? What did you think? I mean, it, look, it was a good nostalgia trip to go back to something, especially after having watched what I think is probably the definitive Spider-Man cartoon as far as like legacy and world building and everything is concerned. Yeah. Uh, to go back to what I thought was the definitive Spider-Man cartoon <laughs> and just be painfully reminded that the mind of a child is the greatest thing that you can have and that everything is amazing. Spider-Man was the, or uh, the Power Rangers were the Avengers for me. Yeah. And, and, and this was, was perfect. It was, it was into the Spider-Verse and uh, yeah, the pacing, holy things just keep happening. Yeah. And the same score loops over. I walked into the room and it like keeps happening over yeah. and over and over again. Yeah. Uh, but it was fun. It was fun to go back to something, uh, there's a lot of iconic stuff in the show that led to so much iconography in the modern day. So, you know, uh, lots of love for it. Voice acting's surprisingly good for something yeah. that makes no sense 90% of the time. Yeah. So that's true. They're all just given, they're all, despite not even know, they're like, is this, are you going to put this together? And yeah. I can imagine like season two, they're like, are you going to pull this off? But by, by season five going, well, they're not going to pull this off, but whatever, yeah. whatever. Uh, yep. It's a good paycheck. Let's, let's, uh, let's go home. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Let's be done with this. Let's go over to Warner um, Brothers and start doing for Animaniacs or whatever. I know they ended up doing, what was that, the sequel series, which was... Uh, Spider-Man Unlimited. Um, Spider-Man Unlimited. And that was, like, not technically a sequel, but they yeah. tried to market it as it and then, like, open it with the original music cues and stuff. And I'm being so angry because, like, how dare you take away from this perfect show? Um, and, you know, now I can give, I can let go of that little feeling yeah. and enjoy Cheech Marin Green Goblin like everybody should in Spider-Man <laughs> Unlimited. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you don't know what I'm referencing, please watch just any episode of Green Goblin in that show. It's incredible. Oh, we yeah. might get there eventually. We're definitely not doing it directly. We're going to Spectacular after this show. Yeah, after, yeah, need yeah. We need yeah. We need, we, we do need, we need a break. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. I, it, yeah. Well, it's interesting. It's an interesting um and it's something that I don't know that fans of X-Men 97 have really reckoned with. Like, oh, no. cool, it's coming back. It's like, I don't know if that show has aged as well as you think it has. Um, mm. And not to say that the new show is going to be a one-to-one. I'm just saying I wouldn't mind a new one. I wouldn't mind a new one. I wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they certainly weren't afraid to keep making new ones. You know, it was yeah. X-Men like 92 
X Men Evolution, uh, X Men yeah. Wolverine show. and the X Men. Yeah. Um, you know, like which it, both X Men Evolution and Wolverine and X Men were pretty solid. Were pretty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, I'm. That's one thing I'm kind of. I wish they'd use Disney Plus to like. No, don't do. What's it? Spy, Spider Man Freshman Year and X Men ninety seven. Yeah. Like, do an animated Ugh. universe. Like, do like do all the yeah. shit that you couldn't do in the MCU. Like, have a have a Spider Man show, an X Men show, a Fantastic Four show, and an Avengers show all at once, all happening at once, and they can all feed into each other. Yeah. Whatever. Nobody's asking yeah. me. Anyway, before we go, Sal, where can the kids find you? Oh, kids, come on by youtube.com slash comic pop or comic pop returns. And I'm also, uh, you'll find me probably almost every day with uh, Hassan on uh, Absolutely Marvel in DC. Hell yeah. Hassan, where can they find you? Uh, youtube.com slash bad days pod at Hassan Kader, youtube.com slash care. It's, it's all the thing on Twitter at Hassan Kader and at uh, youtube.com slash absolutely Marvel and DC. <laughs> Hell yeah. Check all that out. You can find me and DJ talks trash. If you want to watch, if we decided to drop this episode for free, which we might do because it's the beginning of a new season. Uh, mm-hmm. and you want to listen to the rest of our discussions about Spider-Man the animated series, all the Spider-Man movies, including Venom and Morbius. You can do that over at patreon.com slash only stupid answers. Not only that, but Sal and I have a new show that we're doing monthly where it's basically this show, but we're doing X-Men. So we're starting with um, uh, the very first X-Men movie. We did uh, kind of like a pilot, a backdoor pilot, or it's on, it's just a pilot. Um, yeah. We're talking about Pride of the X-Men, the unaired uh, animated uh, pilot. So check that out. We'll be doing that live at youtube.com slash only stupid answers uh, every third-ish Wednesday is roughly how it comes out but we'll stay posted follow us on twitter we'll let you know uh check all that out thank you for joining us if you're a patron we really appreciate it we need you need you to keep the lights on and we'll see you all next time bye everybody 